It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Jake Lisko going to join us in segment three. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, whether it's on YouTube where you can subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts here on Locked On Bengals. We're stacked. We're packed with a ton, including, well, who's throwing out the opening day pitch, why it's relevant. Uh, yeah, Reds, Bengals cross promotion. Plus, are the Bengals really going to be able to t- keep T. Higgins? Are they really going to be able to keep Jamar Chase, both receivers, given what these wideouts are getting paid in today's NFL? And then we'll get to know Nick Eubanks, the newest member of your Cincinnati Bengals, and he plays tight end. Will that impact their draft plans? Jake Lisko going to join us in segment three. Thank you so much for making us your first listen here on the Locked on Bengals podcast, the only daily Bengals podcast Subscribe on YouTube or follow wherever you get your podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm James Rapine. I cover the Bengals for allbengals.com. And we've been doing this Locked on Bengals podcast since 2016 between myself and Jake uh, since the 2020 season. So a ton to dive into and let's dive right on in. Maybe this is a take for some of you. Maybe it's not for others. And in about seven minutes, we'll get into T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But I have to start with Red's opening day. And don't fret, Bengals fans. This is a Bengals topic. Here's why it's relevant. Joe Burrow is going to throw out the opening day first pitch. Jamar Chase and Zach Taylor are going to present Jonathan India with National League Rookie of the Year, the National League Rookie of the Year Award. Why does that matter? Well, a couple of reasons. First, shout out to the Reds. They've gotten a lot wrong this season, but they got that right <laughs> as far as who they're going to have for opening day and have on hand for opening day. But it's official. And, and I'll shout it from the rooftops if you want, but I certainly want to declare it right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. And I'm sorry, my man, Jeffrey Carr on Locked On Reds, but it's officially, officially, official. Cincinnati is a football town. That's my major takeaway from this. And part of that has to do with Joe Burrow. Part of that has to do with Jamar Chase and the direction of the organization and them getting a ring of honor and them changing the way they've done some things over the past couple of seasons. And yeah, it has to do with Zach Taylor being likable, no doubt about it. And all of these things, it also has to do with the Reds and their inability to build a sustainable winner. But 
a lot of this is Bengals driven. Yeah, it's an NFL world. We know that. The NFL drives all. There's there's a reason why I, I wanted to try to get back into to covering the NFL after I was covering the NBA and Major League Baseball for a couple of years in Cleveland. Mostly, I did a little Brown stuff, but it was mostly Cavs and Indians, now Guardians. But it's not just the NFL driving things. It's the fact that your Cincinnati Bengals have a chance to do something they've never done. Not that they've done before, not that they, they've done 10 years ago or recapture the magic from the 80s. Oh, no, 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 no. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Zach Taylor, and we could go on. Joe Mixon, insert whoever you want on defense. And I, you know, I don't want to say certain names that are you know, eligible for extensions that haven't gotten extensions done yet, which we'll talk about at some point on the podcast again. I'm talking about Jesse Bates. Um, but... They have a chance to build a sustainable winner year in and year out for the first time in franchise history. And it feels like they're on the cusp of doing that. And if they do that, given the state of the Reds, given the state of the NFL versus Major League Baseball, I think it's official. You can declare it. The Bengals own Cincinnati. I think it becomes a football town. High school football in Cincinnati is about as big as it is anywhere outside of Texas, right? Where it's insane and they build practice bubbles and all different types of ridiculous nonsense and crazy stadiums and everything like that. You saw the show Friday Night Lights. You probably understand. And if you haven't, it's a good show. I think it's still streaming on Netflix. So that is the part of it. You look at this Bengals team and they're set up for success and they're led by this star guy that everyone wants to follow in Joe Burrow, right? Players do. Coaches do. The front office clearly has gotten more aggressive since Joe Burrow came to town. All of these factors, and, and you bring it all together and you mold it together, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Peyton Manning and his impact on Indianapolis in the Colts. And I think Joe Burrow, because of his cool, calm, always collected demeanor and the fact that he's winning in year two, and not just winning – regular season games, three and one in the postseason, franchise that hadn't won a playoff game in my lifetime. It's a baseball town. It has been for a long time. I understand it. But I think we're moving towards Cincinnati being a football town. And that has as much to do with Joe Burrow as anything. And the Bengals really have to take advantage of this and, and maximize this window because they don't come around often. That early 2010s team came and went before you could really blink. And it, it just seemed like the playoff failures, it, it was just like, oh, that's it. It's over. They're old now. After just a couple of years, they went from the young, impressive kids to they're not going to get this done, are they? The 2005 team, oh man, they're so young. They're going to be good forever. And they only made the playoffs one more time. And so that's why it's encouraging, I think to see the Bengals get really aggressive and address the offensive line this offseason. They're obviously going to add to their roster in the draft. And honestly, given the news, the Reds' biggest announcement really of the offseason had to do with the Bengals. I'm making the declaration. Cincinnati is officially a football town. Up next, will T. Higgins and Jamar Chase stay in this football town long term? You seeing these numbers? That the wide receivers are getting the money, dollar dollar bills, y'all. Well, we'll dive into that next. But first, a word from Bet Online, your one-stop shop for all things sports betting, including, well, 
T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals. Do you think they're going to win the AFC North? Do you think they're going to make another run to the Super Bowl? Well, you can wager on that. You can wager on the 2022 NFL Draft. You can wager on the NBA playoffs all in one spot. Even the Cincinnati Reds, if you want to go that route, they have it all for you. UFC as well. So check out Bet Online. I've used them. The interface, super easy. And you sign up for free. And you can do it on your mobile device. It's real easy. You can do it on your iPad, your laptop, your PC. And you're going to get all the information you need, all of the different prop bets that you're looking for. And you can wager all in one spot. It's really simple. So check them out right now at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Are you seeing the numbers these wide receivers are getting? And we're going to get Jake Lisko's thoughts on this in about, oh, eight to 10 minutes here. But man, oh man, I look at the numbers these guys are getting. And it, it was Stefan Diggs on Wednesday, a four-year, $104 million extension, $70 million guaranteed. You had Tyreek Hill get a huge extension from the Dolphins. You have Devontae Adams getting the huge extension from the Raiders and apparently taking less money than the Packers wanted to offer him. And naturally, you, me, I'm sure people at Paul Brown Stadium, are the Bengals going to be able to keep T. Higgins with Jamar Chase? It's not even about the fact that Tyler Boyd only has two years left on his deal. No, it's you're kind of like resigned to the fact that, yeah, Boyd might not be in Cincinnati after his contract's up. And if so, if he is, well, then does that mean they're saying bye to T. Higgins? And so let's start there. As far as T. Higgins is concerned, he's the more pressing need as far as – or pressing concern, I would say. Jamar Chase is miles and miles away. He's an entire high school four-year run. So if your, your child is in eighth grade right now getting ready to go into high school, when they're set to graduate, that's when Jamar Chase will become a free agent. If the Bengals do nothing but just exercise – his fifth-year option. He's under contract for 2022, 2023, 2024, and they have a fifth-year option because he was a first-round pick, fifth overall, 2025. He's got four more years. Still eligible for an extension after two years, and maybe they do that after the 2023 season. But the more pressing concern for me would be T. Higgins. T. Higgins had 1,000-plus yards, was on track to have 2,000-yard seasons to start his NFL career, almost at a Bengals rookie record for receptions. And if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in that final game of the 2020 season, would have. So you're talking about a guy who's a 33rd overall pick, who has shown he could produce, has dealt with little injuries in both years, but still, 
produced like crazy, right? And and had a thousand yards this past year, appears to be ascending. And you don't have a fifth year option on him. And he'll be extension eligible a year from now. What do you do? Because I got news for you. If you think T. Higgins is just gonna say, Oh, yeah, I'll sign for wide receiver two money, he thinks he's probably a wide receiver one. And that's where the dilemma comes in. And part of it is also his agent, David Mulligetta. I don't think he's taking any team-friendly discounts, which that's fine. He represents Jesse Bates. We've seen how those negotiations have gone or haven't gone, depending on how you want to phrase it. The point is, is T. Higgins could be really hard to re-sign, especially if he goes out there and balls out in 2022. And that would be great for the team. It would be great for Burrow. It would be great for everybody. And I think it's a likely scenario that he takes another leap after his age 22 season, right? He's going to get stronger. He's going to be fully healthy, you would assume, and and maybe he can play 17 games. What if he goes out there and has 1,500 yards? The asking price for for, uh, T. Higgins, it's going to be high. It might be $22 million. Well, can you do that with Joe Burrow set to come up as well? and be eligible for a contract extension next offseason. And also you got Jamar Chase looming and 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 you know you could talk about Logan Wilson. We could talk about all these guys. So it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to see that scenario where you can get them all done. And it kind of comes back to Bates for me. Are we sure that extending him and giving him top of the market safety money makes sense? Because if you don't do that, it clears the decks a bit for Higgins. And what you could do is you could extend Higgins next offseason. Boyd comes off the books after the 2023 season. And then you you can see the path to being able to juggle. All right, we're going to have Higgins under contract for three more years. But Joe Jamar Chase's rookie deal is up in 2024, essentially, even though they would exercise the fifth-year option, and just find a way to kind of juggle the money where you're only paying big-time $20-plus million contracts to both receivers for a year or two versus four or five. So there's a way to do that. And that's why I don't necessarily think they would extend Jamar after the 2023 season. They might wait and let it play out a little bit. Uh, so they could distance themselves a little bit. They could also structure the contracts a certain way to make it work. The other person I look at is Joe Burrow. What contract will he be willing to sign? Is he willing to, instead of going the Deshaun Watson route, where it was just this unprecedented five-year deal, $260-plus million guaranteed or whatever it was, or nearly $300 million guaranteed, um, and it might be 240 whatever it was. I forget off the top of my head. But the point is, Will it be that? Or will he say, I want to go the Patrick Mahomes route where I become a very wealthy man and maybe it's a 10-year, $550 million contract, like just something insane, right? But it's 10 years and you can move the money around to way you the way you structure it, it, it. It structures it where you can keep these guys around for as long as possible. And you can add to the roster and keep that cap number low for the foreseeable future, maybe until 2027, let's say. Let's throw it out there, the number 2027. And so his cap number stays low until then. There, there's a path where that makes sense. And if you do that, and if Burrow's willing to do that, then not only can you lock him in for a decade, right? Or let's say it's eight years. Maybe it's not a decade. Maybe it's eight years. And then that way, it opens up the door for them to be able to keep as many of these guys as possible. Because it's 
it's a lot of guys. Jermaine Pratt's extension eligible this offseason. Logan Wilson, uh, Chidobe Ouzier only has two more years left on his deal. Jesse Bates and Von Bell are either franchise tagged or in the last year of their deal. Like, there's a lot of guys coming up. DJ Reader has two years left on his deal. He signed that four year deal. He's in year three now. So time flies and it moves. And so they're going to have to find a way to balance it. And I think the balance is, you know, does give them a real shot to keep Higgins. At the same time, maybe they go the other way. And this is something Jake Lisko and I are going to talk about coming up next. What if they pass on Higgins? And that doesn't mean they don't like him. But if they say, look, we get you want wide receiver one money. We're going to keep you and let you play out this contract, you know, for three years or, or maybe it's four years. And then we'll tag you and move you. Or maybe they just decide to move them and say, we can find another receiver because a lot of receivers are coming out. And we know we're already going to have to pay a special one on Jamar Chase. We're not going to commit, what, what would it be, $50 million of money each year. So the wide receiver spot, and not just the wide receiver spot, two receivers, they might not want to do that. And so that's the balancing act. That's the juggling act that the Stefan Diggs, the, the Tyreek Hill, the Devonte Adams, those contracts, that's the impact they have on the Bengals. And that's the part of it that stay tuned because Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, Duke Tobin, they're going to have to find a way to make this all work. And I think it includes T Higgins today, but I think there's a scenario where they look at it and say, man, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe we need to go the other route. Maybe we need to go the Minnesota Vikings route with Stefan Diggs where we trade him we get a premium pick and turn him into Justin Jefferson. Much, much easier said than done to get Justin Jefferson level of production. But you see my point. They never paid Diggs an extension and instead went the other route. So that part of it going to be uh, extremely, extremely interesting. They didn't pay him that huge money that he ended up getting from Buffalo. Will the Bengals go that route or will they find a way to make it work? It's going to be interesting to see. Up next... Jake Lisko joins the show to talk about that and we'll discuss Nick Eubanks. Will the Bengals, are they still in at tight end? We'll talk about that and more next right here on Locked on Bengals. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jake Lisko is here to, well, talk about T. Higgins. Jake, is T. Higgins going to be a Bengal in 2024? Oh, boy. Pressure's you could, on. You, you could Welcome. see a franchise year, right? Although the franchise tag number with these deals at the top of the market is just getting more and more expensive. So maybe not. Maybe franchise tagging wide receivers is going out the window. 
with these deals, right? Because now you're looking at one year, 20, at least 20 million. Yeah. And it's probably going to go probably up. More, probably more. Probably more. Because AJ was 18. And yeah. you've seen a lot of these deals ballooning. So by the time it gets to T Higgins turn to potentially get franchise tagged, it will certainly be higher. We we know that for sure, because that's several years away, man. You got to think, and this could change. This will change. You got to think that their current priorities on the offense are Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. And I know Jamar Chase is further down the road, but mm-hmm. do you really want to wait? for the fifth year option to extend either of these guys yeah. if they continue on their trajectory? No. T Higgins doesn't have a fifth year option. The decision comes earlier for T Higgins. So the Bengals need to look down the road and figure out where do we think the salary cap is going? Where do we want to allot these dollars? Where have we drafted well lately that might enable us to spend $50 million a year between two wide receivers? And is that important to go with our $50 million quarterback in Joe Burrow to keep this offense going? I think to your point that you made earlier, James, they'll have a decision to make. If history is any indicator, I would say that it is more likely than not that the Bengals prioritize Chase and Burrow and try to find Higgins' replacement in the draft. And so if they go that route, which I understand makes sense. Like it, there's a possibility where it makes a ton of sense. I think you, you don't want to hold on to Higgins until the end of that rookie deal. You want to get assets for him. And that's a really wild way. I think for them to think, and I don't think they're there yet, even though they've been more aggressive the past couple of years, I don't think they're like, all right, we drafted this guy. We're developing this guy at the end of the 2022 season, he has 1400 yards. Let's ship him off because we know we're not going to pay him and chase and burrow and Logan Wilson and insert whoever else. And, and so that's the part of it that I think is going to be really interesting. Cause I think they know they need to uh, advance and it, but I, I don't know if they're going to be that aggressive, even though they've been much more aggressive since Joe Burrow got the town. And, and that becomes really tricky. Do you really want to, trade away yeah. a year like I, I it's a cost controlled year his cap hit in 2023 if they don't trade him i understand you don't get a return I, I get that that is unfortunate whatever but if you're thinking this is our super bowl window do we really want to trade away a guy that's cost controlled he'd be 24 years old and and that's the thing that that's why there's a great argument for keeping him and maybe they break their their tradition and they anticipate that the salary cap is going to explode the way that we do and they get it done and I think that's preferable. If you can keep that core together, sure. And and somehow, the 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 tricky thing to me with keeping that core together is now you have less money to spend on the offensive line, and they're mm-hmm. going to figure out how to pay their defense, and they're going to maybe have a little bit less to spend on defense. But it's not like they're going to just stop spending on defense and pour all of their money into the offensive line and the wide receivers and Joe Burrow. It's just not yeah. the way the team operates, and so. Mm-hmm. While ideally, I think you keep all these young guys that you've drafted and hit on, at some point it becomes really challenging, especially with the nature of these wide receiver contracts lately. And especially if T. Higgins stays healthy and plays a full year and hits that, you know, 1300 yard, nine touchdown mark next year, 1410, as this offense is looking to get to, to greater heights, that makes it even more complicated. 
that yeah, then he's gonna want wide receiver one money for real. Like he's he's gonna say, hey, that's you know, that's what I want. And that's what he should ask for, right? And so yeah, that's the balance. And then getting back to our conversation Wednesday with Joe, that imp like if you plan on paying both of them and Burrow, which naturally that that starts now with who they dra uh, uh, draft to replace Jermaine Pratt, who they draft to replace yeah. insert whatever player. And so it's just another reason why this draft is important because if they hit on those replacements, well, then it's, it's easy to see a path. To, they really to have to draft. Out. Well, that, that, yeah. that's the thing with all this stuff. If you, if you, if you draft well, once it leads to these big contracts you have to pay, and then you don't have money to spend on other free agents. And if you're not drafting well after that, if you don't continue to build that stockpile of young cost controlled talent coming through your system, eventually the money runs out and you can't field a good team anymore. Speaking of the draft, Nick Eubanks, the newest member of the Cincinnati Bengals, tight end, played for three teams last year, no regular season action from Michigan. Chris Evans is former Michigan Wolverine teammate. You think that this uh, ends any any chance that they uh, or impacts any chance that they draft a tight end? No, I think we even talked about this with Joe when I very briefly brought up Nick Eubanks yesterday. I mean, he runs really well had great speed for a tight end, a little bit small for the position, 6'4", 245, which is a big man in general, but a little bit small for the tight end position. But no, I mean, the guy didn't play. He wasn't active on a, on a game day roster last year. He was a practice squad guy. He's competing for a practice squad spot, for a tight end three spot. If they don't draft a tight end, at which point, you know, maybe he's competing for tight end four if they choose to keep four on the roster early in the season. But while there's some tantalizing tools, he had injury issues at Michigan and, and wasn't ever massively productive, was a, was a really good recruit. He was a ninth highest rated tight end recruit coming out of high school, James, was a four-star recruit. And if you're going to Michigan, you're probably a pretty well-regarded high school yeah. recruit. For the most part, Michigan recruits pretty well. But yeah, had some injuries in, in college and there, there's nothing there that really makes you think, yeah, this is this is why they're not drafting a tight end. He was undrafted for a reason. He was on a practice squad for a reason, and there could be some upside, but nobody really thinks this is changing their draft plans, do they? No, I don't think so. It, okay. By the way, when you said he was undrafted for a reason, it reminded me of Hayden Hurst saying, I was a first-round pick for a reason. And so I think that that's a good way to uh, end the tight end conversation because I do. I think that the Bengals – Maybe at 31, probably not. I, I think late day two, early day three. Rounds two through five, but probably two through four seems like it, prime tight end. And it's one of those things where if there was a Tyler Eifert or OJ Howard sure. or whatever in this draft class, maybe they would consider it in the first round if he was available, but there's just not for sure that whole complete prospect this year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even even going back to, you know, the NFL.com Lance Zerline scouting report on Eubanks before before the draft last year, he, he was seen as kind of a fringe fringe roster guy. Good athleticism, but ha had some football development to do, which tight ends often do, by the way. Uh, so but between those things, he's 25 years old, so a little bit older for a second year player as well. Turns 26 in November. It's It's a dart. And you like darts. I mean, I, I don't dislike the signing or anything. It adds some athleticism to their tight end room and it gives them some competition there where, where they need a little bit of competition for those athletic tight ends. But it's not changing your draft plans. If they're expecting to, to look at tight ends in the draft, which 
their pre-draft visits indicate they are, this isn't changing anything. Nope. Totally agree. I think tight end is very much in play. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Appreciate James for carrying those first two segments. And we'll be back tomorrow. We got a mailbag coming up, James. Yeah, baby. It's another draft mailbag. Man, April, on the one hand, feels a little slow sometimes. You're like, you know, nothing, not, not many moves happening. But the draft just keeps getting closer and closer. And every time I look at my calendar, I'm surprised at how close it is. So get your questions ready. As we gear up for another mailbag and another Mock Draft Monday coming soon thereafter, after the weekend. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.